Welcome to episode 535 of Salcedo Paranormal, and tonight I'm continuing my review of the complete books of Charles Fort. As always, you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O Paranormal. Dot podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read them or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you are here for the live streams on Discord or if you listen to the podcast or YouTube feeds or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network. KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before uh, Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing these shows and putting them up on the station as you hear them there with all the music at the the beginning and the end of each episode there. Uh, If you want to help out the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share it with others and rate and review it on your um, favorite podcast platform. You can also uh, join the Patreon page, where I put out one extra episode of the show per month. It's True Paranormal Stories on the Web. And that is available to all membership tier level plans there. Um, you can also find books I've written over on Amazon. I can't remember if I just said there or not, so I'll just say it again. Uh, paranormal fiction and nonfiction, so you can check those out. Uh, or you can also just make one-time donations through PayPal. Um, help is never expected, but always appreciated as I'm legally blind and live on a fixed income. And there are expenses in making these shows, from equipment to uh, research materials to uh, travel expenses in some cases. So I think that takes care of everything there. Um, As usual with these book review shows, the way that I do them is um, I take a a book that is in the public domain and um, I put each chapter of the book into an AI and I ask it to summarize the chapter for me. And then I read those summaries on the shows and now we talk about um, what they say and go from there. And it's been um, an amazing series so far just with this one book. I can't wait to get to other books, um, even older books, and uh, see how that goes. So because I, and I say that because we only have 11 chapters left in um, Wild Talents, which is the last of the books in the collection that we've been reviewing here and of, of Charles Fort. So... Uh, I think with that, I can get right to the review and uh, take it from there. So let me see here. This is chapter 22. Uh, This chapter discusses beliefs and accusations, oh boy, related to witchcraft. And here we go again with that. We'll see what happens. Uh, It suggests that beliefs, whether in God, science, or other things, are a matter of um, fashion that changes over time. And again, this is Charles Fort saying these things basically through a summarization here. 
Um, this is not necessarily not necessarily the views of the uh, the host of the podcast uh, or anything like that, as the usual disclaimers go. Um, it points to some cases where people were accused of witchcraft, such as uh, causing sickness or death through spells, and questions whether such powers are possible. The chapter also puts forth the idea that it's difficult to definitively prove or disprove such mystical influences, uh, since science does not fully understand even natural phenomena like plant growth. I don't know how true that is today, but anyway. Um, It advocates that people should think independently rather than blindly believe in any one doctrine. I can kind of, I can understand that. I I think that's good. Uh, Some examples are given of people who were accused of witchcraft and persecution that resulted. Other cases with mystical elements are highlighted, um, such as odd coincidences that leave open the question of unexplained forces. Overall, this chapter uh, examines beliefs around uh, witchcraft and supernatural influences from different perspectives without coming to any definitive conclusion. Uh, It seems intended more to raise questions and uh, skepticism rather than argue for or against such phenomena. The overriding point made is that definitive truth is difficult to ascertain as people should maintain independent judgment. So it doesn't go into the cases there, but I'm sure if we look up just the history of of um, persecution and witchcraft and all those things, um, you can find plenty of examples there. So that's that chapter. Um, I do overall. I think I agree with what I read there. Um, but again, I'm not going to say for sure because I don't know. Um, not really know much of anything, as I always say. But um, let me see here. Moving on to the next chapter in a moment. Just checking and making sure everything is going okay here. Looks like it is. All right. So this next chapter is chapter 23. Uh, let me see here. All right. So um, this chapter discusses the opposition to witchcraft from religion and science, but argues there is no real opposition since religion and science are essentially the same in their supreme beliefs. It gives examples of phenomena attributed to uh, religion or witchcraft, such as uh, lava flows changing direction, rain dances, uh, rain dances, miraculous healings, and more. Charles Ford argues these could be examples of witchcraft since people prayed or focused mental uh, mental states on them, even if mainstream religion or science denies divine intervention occurred. Uh, Charles Fort sees prayer and focused mental states as a kind of magic, in quotation marks, that could influence events. Uh, Charles Fort argues that scientists reject such phenomena out of fear of uh, associating with religion, not because the events are impossible, but they argue some more 
um, I'm sorry. So, but for argues, some more open-minded scientists have investigated miracles and witchcraft-related uh, phenomena. Charles Fort sees religion and science as uh, often driven by fear of uh, um, fear of having their exclusive domains uh, encroached upon by witchcraft, not true opposition to the possibility. In the end, Charles Fort believes there is likely some uh, validity to witchcraft and magic since intense mental focus and intention can uh, influence events in some cases. So I, th I think I like that one in that he's, again, not really being negative, overly negative toward anyone. He's just talking about all the different intersections of all those things. And, um, and again, the powers of the human mind, um, what they can do. So for good or for ill, I guess. Uh, based on his previous chapters there, and then that one mentions um, healings and similar things like that. So I, I, I feel a little better now about reading that because I was worried it was going to come down basically on um, as anti-witchcraft in a way, but it doesn't seem like that's where he's going if I'm reading it right. So that's good. Um, let me see here. Going back to the material here. Let's see here. Oh, hello, Derek, in the chat there. And, uh, yeah, um, Voodoo, I didn't mention that directly, but um, uh, it does say witchcraft, so I think maybe associated, possibly. Um, but, I, again, I don't know for sure. So, um, and, again, that's another one where there's this, there's this um, sort of public perception of it as being negative when it's more of a, a way of apparently from what I've heard and read, which is not very much. Um, it's it's it depends on the person and their intentions and what they're doing with it. So, um, so let's see here. Going back to the material here. Let me see. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's similar. Yeah. That's what you were thinking. Yep. Yeah. True. Um, moving on here to the next chapter, chapter twenty-four. Uh, this chapter discusses the idea of, in quotation marks, witchcraft in science. It first argues there is no real opposition. Did I just read that one? I don't think so. No real opposition of discoveries. I'm sorry. No real um, opposition. I lost my spot. Okay. Between science and the idea of magic or witchcraft, since quantum physics has embraced seemingly magical ideas about particles appearing from nowhere, in quotation marks there. Fort sees science and mysticism as more alike than different. I love that. And he's getting into sort of, and I'm guessing this is really at the beginning of the whole ideas of, of what uh, basically quantum science or theory, all those things. But he's right. I mean, the, the more complex science is, the more it can appear like magic. In some cases. Uh, the chapter then gives numerous examples of scientists making grand pronouncements of discoveries or breakthroughs that later had to be withdrawn, such as uh, around cancer cures, re rejuvenation, 
treatments synthetic food from coal. That's I don't think I want to try that and more. Uh, for argue, some of these announcements can't all have been fraudulent. Rather, intense focus and intention created witchcraft-like effects temporarily. But when others tried to replicate, if I can talk, the mystical successes, they failed uh, to manifest similarly. Finally, the chapter argues for uh, uh, continuity between mind and matter, that intense mental states can influence physical events. Uh, So phenomena attributed to religion or superstition in some cases are just manifestations of focused mental states. A kind of, in quotation marks here, magic uh, that science has trouble accounting for, but has itself demonstrated in unusual cases when scientists believed strongly enough in an idea. For it sees the purposeful will, uh, purposeful will that, um, sorry, as a force that can enact changes through a witchcraft-like process, science has not grasped. Okay, I'm like I'm liking these chapters, and it is getting towards the end of the book, so it makes sense. He's sort of starting to put things together here. Um, yeah, I love that. Uh, just the idea that all these things, everything is sort of connected in, in one way or another. And, um, and again, the power of the mind, of thoughts, of, of directing energy in different ways um, at certain goals. And I don't think we have it, have it all figured out as to how that works, because otherwise everything would just sort of um, work out the way we wanted to right away, and that would... I think that would cause some major problems with uh, the basic structure structure of reality, but um, maybe more chaotic than it is now, I guess. But um, so yeah, I think there is something to it, and that's where you see those cases, like it was talking about there, of um, things happening uh, for some people, but not for others. So um, moving on to the next chapter. Let me see, chapter 25. Uh, I gotta scroll down. That was a longer one. There we go. Uh, This chapter explores the idea of bridging the gap, in quotation marks there, between the imaginary and our mental, as mind, and the physical. It gives various examples of phenomena that uh, seem to blur this line, such as imagined images appearing on hailstones, wounds manifesting on bodies of hated people, uh, fires starting mysteriously in line with uh, people's fears or desires, and more. Uh, Fort argues that there is no absolute gap or distinction between the uh, mind, so the, the body and the mind. Rather, they exist on a continuum that can be shifted. So the, uh, in quotation marks here, realization of the imaginary, and quotation marks, is possible where mental images or intentions can impose themselves onto physical matter. This is seen as a kind of, in quotation marks here, witchcraft. 
the chapter reduce, reduces this idea into two main questions. Uh, one, can one's mind affect one's own body? If so, that is personal witchcraft. In quotation, quotation marks there. Uh, and then question two, can one's mind affect other people and or objects externally? If so, that is, in quotation marks, external witchcraft. Close, uh, close quotation marks there. So those are questions. Again, this is all coming from Fort. Uh, he argues that theoretically there is continuity between between um, mental and physical, not an absolute absolute gap. But they want uh, Charles Fort wants to provide data and examples to explore whether this theoretical mind over matter capability exists inductively, both internally and externally. The chapter sets out to present uh, such data to assess those questions. And that's the end of that chapter. So, again, I'm guessing the, those examples will be in the next chapters here. But, yeah, I'm liking where this is going. Um, going back to the idea of um, just what, what we're capable of. And this is, again, almost 100 years ago. So, uh, let me see here. Going to the next chapter here, chapter 26. Let's see here. Nope, wrong document. That's for the next show. <laughs> um, okay. Yep, it does. I see already. 20, chapter 26. This chapter explores numerous examples that seem to dis, uh, demonstrate the mind's uh, ability to influence the body, both one's own body, um, personal uh, or internal witchcraft there, in um, parentheses, and other people or things, and then parentheses, external witchcraft, in close parentheses. Examples of internal witchcraft include a girl passing after drinking liquid she believed was uh, poisonous but wasn't. That's uh, terrifying. Uh, medical students getting sick after a talk on food poisoning. Uh, fright turning uh, hair gray or white. The next one here has a stigmatas, wounds resembling those of um, of Jesus appearing on devout Christians. I have heard of that one. I haven't really heard of it associated or uh, sort of framed in that way, though. Uh, examples of uh, so that's the end of the internal examples. Uh, examples of alleged external. Uh, witchcraft, as Fort describes it. Uh, faces appearing on hailstones. Uh, again, wounds manifesting on bodies of hated people. Uh, fires starting mysteriously in line with people's fears or desires. Uh, people falling ill from another's ill intent. Uh, changes to insects or animals like, in parentheses here, like protective markings um, in line with human interaction. So that's those examples there. Uh, the chapter argues for a mind-matter, uh, mind-matter continuum rather than a gap. It presents many examples where mental states seem to influence physical events and bodies uh, in 
in witchcraft-like ways that science struggles to explain. Ultimately, it makes the case that external witchcraft, um, one's mind influencing external things or people, has some dem demonstrable, demonstrable inductive evidence challenging the notion it's only imaginary. So that's that chapter. Um, a lot of examples there. And I think we've sort of talked about this in a few different cases in a few different episodes um, over time, just with weird things that happened that people have experienced. Definitely um, seems to fit into some of what Fort was talking about there. So let's see if I can get the next chapter in before um, we have to stop for the day. Let's see how long it is. Yeah, I think we can do it. Uh, chapter 27. This chapter discusses the idea of, in quotation marks here, wild talents. Hence the title of the book. Natural abilities or powers that are currently underdeveloped or undiscovered. It suggests that many people, uh, including uh, fakirs of the past, and, and this is a, that's an word from another country, so I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, and some modern-day, quotation marks, cranks, may have genuinely had unusual abilities that were dismissed or suppressed. As examples, the author describes a dog finding its way home over incredibly long distances, a man able to uh, float in water for ex extreme periods, uh, and young girls uh, who apparently had poltergeist-like telekinetic powers. He speculates on how much, how such talents, if better understood, might be cultivated and uh, practically applied. I'm trying to talk over my cat in their litter box. I apologize. Um, for example, using the force of human hopes, prayers, and in some cases hatred uh, to run machinery. Fort recounts his own attempts to guess the uh, contents of distant, uh, unseen shop windows, achieving a very low success rate. But he suggests magical abilities may come and go unpredictably before any real skill develops. Fort argues that even convenient minor psychic powers get ignored for lack of obvious usefulness. In, in conclusion, Fort envisions a variety of fantastic scenarios. Um, period there. If um, if talents like psychokinesis become militarized, I guess it's a comma. Sorry about that. But he notes that uh, the development of any radical new capability brings both benefits and hazards to human affairs. And that's where that chapter ends. That's where we're going to end for as far as getting through the chapters today. And that is amazing. Again, um, and please check out um, Trouble Minds Radio because a little while back, and I don't remember the name of the episode now, but um, Michael Strange had, did a show involving wild talents. And I, I, was, I ended up being there for that one. And that was a lot of fun. So uh, if I can find it, I will include the link in the episode description here. So uh, but thank you all.
for being here, and I will talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.